Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are getting the move on. And our guest this week, well, he's going to help you grow your business to the second phase. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Frank Miranda, the owner of Second Phase Brewery. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. I appreciate you having me down here. This is amazing. Well, and for visitors who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? Hi, my name is Frank Miranda, aka Poncho. I'm the owner and brewer at Second Phase Brewing, where we work on making fantastic experimental brews. Most small business owners open up a business to solve a problem. And what, I mean, I, I know lots of people want to go through it. Oh, I, I like to drink beer. I think I'll start a brewery. But you actually did it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why on earth did you open up your brewery? I'm born and raised in Bakersfield. Yeah. Uh, so one of my biggest things is I've always loved downtown. Mm. And um, with my previous career as a chemist, mm -hmm. uh, and wait. What kind of chemist? <laughs> well, what kind of chemist? I was a water chemist, but also did a lot of like biochemistry uh, in medical fields as well before all of this. Boy, uh, there's a rabbit hole I can go down. <laughs> <laughs> get get the, but you were a chemist. Yes. And you still are a chemist. You're just brewing something different. Yeah. No, still deal with water. And, you know, obviously we need a lot of water for uh, the beer that we make here. Right? So, uh, yeah, just was uh, doing laboratories, was working for a corporate business, and then eventually just decided that I needed to do something on my own mm. and try to bring something back to, to Bakersfield. And I was home brewing uh, in my backyard for about eight to nine years before I opened this place up. Decided if I wanted to do chemistry or make beer, and the beer seemed a little... <laughs> A little bit better kind of avenue. So. How did you tell your wife that, <laughs> <laughs> that honey, I'm actually going to do this? I'm pretty sure she knew with all the amount of beer that I had stored in the closet, plus the uh, eight taps in the back in the backyard uh, beer room, the beer room that we called it. <laughs> so also known as the third guest room. Yes. Or <laughs> <laughs> the party room, I no, guess. <laughs> there you go, there you go, there you go. But having a hobby mm -hmm. with beer is very different than actually owning a business that makes beer. That's true. You make craft beer. Yep. What was the impetus for going down the rabbit hole, as it were, and finding the property here on 19th Street? I mean, honestly, it was just the, that push of like uh, saying that I want to do something that's my, my own now being the first brewery in downtown, it ended up being that goal where it's like, I want to add something that's gonna make a difference or just add value. Why this location on 19th Street? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always asks me why we chose this place. You know, we honestly ended up just getting lucky okay. in finding this place. And you know, the moment that we walked into it, uh, it was just the situation where we were like, you just felt it. Ah. So, like, you know, there, like, there was two, like, 
there was a lot of space that was taken up in this in this location. Right. And we tore it all down, and we just felt at the beginning like we just wanted to keep it as natural uh, to Bakersfield as possible. So. Yeah, we just got lucky, honestly, right? in that round, and I'm super happy. It was a lot bigger than what I wanted to start off with. <laughs> you <laughs> walked we made in it... and went, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Because yeah. for, for, for somebody who's just starting brewery, this is a pretty big space. It's a very big space, yes, yes. <laughs> and, yes, you, you have the, the area where you craft a brew. Mm -hmm. You yes. also have the, the counter and, and tables. And it looks like that initially you were just trying to find things to fill the space. Uh, in the long run, our you know the the brew house is already planned out. Like uh, I already knew in my head right. what how much space I need right. for for the brewing process. Uh, the rest of it was just more of how do we make people feel comfortable uh, and enjoy the space as much as we're enjoying it. So right. and come back to it. And we do hear that quite a bit where you know people just walk in and are like amazed right. on the space. And that's exactly what we wanted. Well, one of the other things that also works that you're doing well is your social media is fantastic. <laughs> and, and a big part of that is all the activities that you have because it's yes. more than, it seems to me you do more than, hey, let's just go into the second phase and get a beer to drink. Yes. What was that? Was that intentional, or or did that just kind of come say, you know, oh, by the way, we got this extra space, let's, let's go have a karaoke night. I mean, again, it just comes back to wanting people to have a good time when they come uh. in here. And we started off trying to figure out, I mean, obviously when you first open, you're like, I don't know musicians. I don't know, you know, how to like even search for events at the beginning. Right. And we're finally getting into that like comfortable zone where not only do the people that come in here and have a good time uh, enjoy the, the, the music and all the events that we do, but we also have now musician friends that are like bringing that or people that do events bringing, wanting to be here and doing stuff with us. And I'm always open to that like I'm if you want to do something here let's go like right. I, I'm ready when we come back Frank is going to talk about something that's very interesting very often we get other small business owners that want to partner they want to join in they want their product and service in your business but how do you discern which ones you let in and which ones do you do business but before we do that, Frank, if visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? We're on Instagram at Second Phase Brewing, uh, Facebook also, Second Phase Brewing, uh, our website, secondphasebrewing.com. We have two emails in there that you can contact us personally, or if you're wanting to do an event or bring in any kind of music, there's an another email address on that as well. Address? Uh, yeah, 1004 19th Street. We're on the corner of O and 19th, and we're kind of tucked in the corner, so... Just give us a little turnaround from Pokey and you'll see where we're at. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And when we come back, we're going to talk about partnering with other businesses. When we come, right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Hugh Beatty, the Wellness Doc, a.k.a. TWD. If you find yourself struggling with chronic stress and feeling physically exhausted, and it's impacting your blood pressure, and this has a major impact on your business performance, you need to come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, The Wellness Doc. I can evaluate you for hormonal deficiencies, nutritional deficiencies, and gut health. If you want to get your life back, please come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, The Wellness Doc.
Reach out to Hugh Beatty, MD, the wellness doc at 661-395-0315. That's 661-395-0315. Or visit them online at hughbeattymd.com. That's H-U-G-H-B-E-A-T-T-Y-M-D.com. I'm here with Frank Moretta, the owner of Second Phase Brewery, and our visionary question comes from Carla, who asks, I'm trying to get my products into other well-established small businesses. What have you found that works? We've found a lot of groups through Instagram mm. and Facebook, and, you know, uh, we've hit the farmer's markets. We've hit, I'm consistently looking out. I mean, even making our beer, we're looking for farms to work with that we can get product in. Local farms. Local farms, right, yeah, right. for sure. Like everything that I want to make that requires some kind of fruit or addition mm. to our beers, I really want to work with local farmers in Bakersfield. Right. So um, farmers markets have been the biggest one. Instagram, I'm consistently looking at what people are doing. Right. You know, we found a lot, especially with our cocktails, uh, our seltzer cocktails that, you know, we're working with just communication between companies mm -hmm. that have products that I think will mesh well. I mean, we have Howie's Michelada Mix now. We have Well, so and show us real quick yeah. what that is because you've got two vendors yeah. that, that you've actually partnered with, and who are they? So we have Howie's Michelada Mix, right? and we've worked with Howie's for a while. We also do uh, special events with him where he comes in and brings his whole product set up. Wow. And then we do Michelada Nights. Uh, wow. Like a Taco Tuesday kind of deal. Just signed up with SoCal Tamal uh, doing Agua Frescas with our seltzer cocktails. So you're taking what you already make and partnering up and mixing it with these two yep. other. And for them, because I imagine you get a lot of business owners that come mm -hmm. in and they've got this and that and the other thing that they want you to or like to have you sell here in the brewery. How did you determine that these two, as well as uh, Rosa's Ice Cream. I was going to say, yeah, we have La Rosa's. La Rosa's well. Ice Cream, yeah. How did you determine that, yes, you would work with them and not with others? We've tried a lot of other places and it's just more of the communication and like being on top of you know, the back and forth with these mm. guys. Um, and they, I mean, it's just, we go out there and taste the product if it's good. I, I like we like partner up with them and make sure that we make them happy and they make us happy and we're good to go. It also sounds like whatever you partner with has to fit your business. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's things that we know that we can't really mix up with our beers or like if we're working on new slushies or something, um, might not. Right. be ideal right um, but we're also looking for the new next thing so if someone's out there that has you know something innovative right I, I'm on top of it we have a couple more new things coming up Ooh. in the future that are a little bit different than what's out there right now so tell me about watermelon oh yeah <laughs> so the whole entire so it was our first year kind of getting a good new seltzer and obviously everyone loves watermelon well i, mean, I don't but yeah, I was, <laughs> i'm weird that way but that's beside the point everybody else in Tampa loves it oh i was gonna so like we hooked up with uh Saya farms uh to get watermelons from them at the at the uh the farmer's market right um ordered it was a lot of watermelons it was about 35 <laughs> large watermelons right in my ford fiesta driving down 19th street so uh that was also the start of it did, did a bunch of clowns come out oh yeah i was gonna say it was, it was pretty it was a pretty good sight uh, we have if you go to our instagram you can see the picture of the back oh, of my no, car so okay 
get it all in there, we puree it ourselves, and that's one of the biggest things that we, like, I really like strive for is I want to do fresh fruit into right. our beer. So we pureed 35 watermelons, trying to get into the kegs, first time using this new filter that we bought, um, and then eventually the filter goes too much on the pre on the high end of pressure and pops. Oh no! And this whole place was covered in watermelon. <laughs> it smelled like watermelon for two weeks. I smelled like watermelon for two weeks, and consistently just had it stuck in my beard the entire time. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll bring something like that back soon. But but without all the watermelon yeah. covering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've gotten far enough to figure out like, oh, we shouldn't do this next time. Right. right. Got it. Well, but that leads to the system and processes mm -hmm. because they're, they're anybody I shouldn't say anybody but most anybody can make beer yes you know yeah, you can do it at home right you can do it at mm -hmm. home the the recipes have been around since you know the 16th century oh, yeah. or something mm -hmm. like that but actually doing it here you have to approach things a little bit differently than you did at home how are things different here so a lot of it's just more just new equipment like you're uh, now having to get adjusted to your equipment right like know your tanks and uh, like Every, I mean, it's funny because you buy the same tanks, right? And then every single one of them acts completely different than the other. It's like, like they have their own personality. Like, yeah, I was gonna say it was like having like my kids, <laughs> like they all act differently. So sure. <laughs> so you once you get used to your process and your your system, right? Then that's when things start to get a little bit more convenient and easier. Uh. But it doesn't mean that it like stops there. Like no. you still have new things that show up and you're a, consistently- A new filter system. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> you're consistently adjusting to the change. But one of the things that you also had to deal with is during COVID, mm -hmm. because you, you have a rather large facility here, yes. mm -hmm. employees, and you've got a whole bunch of product that's being made, and then March happens of mm -hmm. COVID, and suddenly, oh no, you, you can't open anymore. Yeah. <laughs> How did you deal with that? I mean, honestly, the, the biggest thing was just adjusting what our original business plan was. Mm. I mean, the original business plan was the goal, having people in here sitting down drinking beer. Right. And we focused on that. And, you know, once the shutdown happened, we like that went away. Right. So the week right after it was all right. Now we're adjusting to putting beer in cans, mm. which wasn't my original plan. It was like right. a future kind of, you know, luxury. Right. But we had to get the equipment for that. We had to get to canning. We had to adjust the way that we're doing. And it was super tricky just because we didn't have beer out that people just knew what it tasted like. Mm. We were putting brand new beer into cans and hoping people would buy four packs and go, okay, I think this might be. Why four packs? Um, four packs were just the easiest thing at the time. Okay. Um, it, uh, canning wise, like all the tools that you use to like seal a can right. up. I mean, we were practically canning by hand. I, I think I did oh. about 6,000 cans by hand myself during that. The whole you have the calluses to prove Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like immediately going from the tank to the can and then sealing it and four packs was just the easiest way. And sure. also at that time, uh, cans were in scarce, scarcity, you know, 12, 12 ounce cans were in scarcity, uh, glass growlers were in, in right. you know, all that stuff was just, everybody was canning. So right, sure, right. we had to compete with other breweries. How did the shutdown and, and introducing canned beer mm -hmm. affect the way you do business now? I mean, in the long run, it actually pushed us faster into the future 
in the whole entire scheme of things. Mm. I mean, we weren't, I mean, like I said, we weren't planning on canning until uh, like, you know, a couple years into right. having the business open, but then we went back to being open and now we have cans and it got our name out a little bit faster, I believe. We also focused a lot on social media to right. make sure that people just didn't forget about us right. and continued with that and gave me the time to do the experimental stuff now that we can have you know, the custom seltzer for our cocktails or a lot of the fruited stuff that takes a little bit longer. The time off was a good thing. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of work. <clears throat> I mean, and I put a lot of time into it and I spent a lot of time and hours here. Right. Um, but it did push uh, the process right. to become more refined, right. um, and then also just let us play around a little bit more. When we come back, we're going to talk about competition, and is having competition next door and down the street a good thing? When we come right back. The reason we're here with Frank Miranda, the owner of Second Phase Brewery, is because of a visioner question that came from a visioner just like you. They wanted to find out if I have my business right next to another business or in the general vicinity, isn't that competition a bad thing? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and let us know. And who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Frank Miranda, the owner of Second Phase Brewery, and our visionary question comes from Sabatha who asks, there are several businesses that are opening up in the same area of town that I'm in, and I'm afraid too many of us are going to saturate the market here. What should I do? As breweries, uh, I, I would, want them to come down and be close to me because it creates this atmosphere, this mm. craft beer area. Ah. And we get more people that are in the same realm of like, I want to go drink craft beer. We can go to downtown. There's several to choose several, from. Yeah, you could walk from one brewery to another and uh, enjoy different styles. Right. I mean, we, we, do craft, we do our craft beer, but someone else is gonna do it completely different. Right. And it just brings this almost like like center area of like, this is downtown craft beer area. Right. I mean, even same with the other breweries, like we still work with them quite a bit. And it also goes not just with beer, but Bottle Shock is right down the street oh, mm -hmm. for wine. And there's several other kinds of alcohol related businesses like that. Doesn't that overall help elevate your business? Oh, for sure. I mean, my biggest passion is just craft. Mm. People enjoying different styles that are outside of what's normal, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But craft beer, craft wine, I mean, there's so many new distilleries that are opening up too. Like, right. that's the stuff that, like, I call it craft centric. Right. If we can get that to work, you're just gonna have an amazing downtown, amazing place that you're gonna support each other. Now, visioneers, you probably notice if you're listening to this on the podcast or if you're watching this on YouTube, you probably notice there aren't any customers in here. And that's because <laughs> we're recording this prior to an opening. So it's fairly quiet except for the hum of There's the refrigerator <laughs> that's going on. But Frank, if I weren't here and you were the only one in here and you have control of the stereo, <laughs> What do you listen to? Oh, I bounce around big time. Okay. If you talk to anyone that comes in here, like any of, the, any of my employees, 
the most likely are here in country music. Okay. Right? I mean, again, I'm, right. a, I'm a Bakersfield boy. Right. I got into that, but I'm like totally into 90s alternative, like 90s music all the way. Like, I, li I mean, I have two girls. Like, I listen to all the new <laughs> stuff as well. Like, I don't have that many options. I mean, like, I'm consistently just enjoying any kind of genre of music right. in most cases. What has listening to the country music or going back to the, the childhood of the 90s, mm -hmm. what has, how has listening to that music influenced your business? I mean, honestly, it's it's the the concept of you're not stuck into one kind of genre. Like you're, uh, and the same thing with my beers. Like right. I, there's beers that I don't like to drink, right. but I also have to make them. Right. So right. you just end up trying to enjoy them. Right. And make sure that they're the way that they're supposed to be, so your customers enjoy them. But I love like just coming up with the new. What's the new thing? What's right. the new thing that's in my head that I can put into a glass? Right, <laughs> right. For a limited time only. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of your beers are seasonal, are they yes. not? Yes. Mm -hmm. Putting this entire business together, finding the location, you were able to pull all this together in what, two, three days? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You, sure. You, it, it felt like that. This happened in no time at all, <laughs> did it? Right. This took a lot of family effort. So, sure. Yeah, right. We uh, we took about uh, what were we at like six to seven months before we actually opened our doors. Right. And that's just getting the facility ready. Just getting the facility ready. Mm -hmm. And then things have things slowed down ever since. I no. mean, you just play pinochle. Yeah. You know, on <laughs> I'm all all the free time. <laughs> all the free time in the world. <laughs> But is this something that, that you've noticed that other business owners fail to understand or, or potential pr prospective business owners? I mean, honestly, like I said, it, like you go into this with a lot of work and a lot of passion and you're, you're doing it consistently. And then you don't realize that once you open, oh, you're going to do more work than what you did before. <laughs> right. Sure. So there's everything changes. Uh, you're consistently having to like, you, you know, reevaluate what you're doing. Um, and there's a lot of long days. What makes you wake up every morning and open your business? I mean, honestly, the biggest thing and the reason that I started this place was that I had a passion for craft beer. Mm. And I loved making these recipes in my backyard. And I loved making beer. And it was just like, what can I do that will not only just keep this going, the beer end of things going, and my creativity going on the beer end, um, but uh, could I add any value to Bakersfield? And uh, this helped get that going. So I wake up thinking I'm doing something for this town that I love and keeping my creativity going. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Through our uh, Instagram, through I'm consistently on Instagram. And what's your handle on Instagram? Um, Second Phase Brewing on okay. Instagram. Um, also through Facebook, also Second Phase Brewing, um, or uh, just our email address, uh, info at secondphasebrewing.com. And where are we at? 1004 19th Street um, on the corner of 19th and O Street. And I'm usually here, so you can just come in and shake my hand. Well, Frank, this has been a privilege. Thank you very much I for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. It's been a long time coming. It has. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. No, no, it's fantastic. I love the show. It's great. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back with my final thought. Hi, I'm Dr. Hugh Beatty, the Wellness Doc, a.k.a. TWD. If you find yourself struggling with chronic stress, 
and feeling physically exhausted and it's impacting your blood pressure. And this has a major impact on your business performance. You need to come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, the wellness doc. I can evaluate you for hormonal deficiencies, nutritional deficiencies, and gut health. If you want to get your life back, please come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, the wellness doc. Reach out to Hugh Beatty, MD, the wellness doc at 661-395-0315. That's 661-395-0315. Or visit them online at hughbeattymd.com. That's H-U-G-H-B-E-A-T-T-Y-M-D.com. I may be slow, but I'll get there. Growing up in Ridgecrest, California, it's the home of the Mojave Desert. It's also the home of the California Desert Tortoise. Now, growing up, my parents had many friends, and a pair of them were Leo and Gloria Nowak. And they were big fans of the California Desert Tortoise long before it was cool to be so. Now, Leo Nowak was an artist, and when the California Desert Tortoise Preserve was being created, they were doing a fundraiser where Leo put his talents as a cartoonist to work. He drew a cartoon of a desert tortoise for a t-shirt. And on the front of the t-shirt, it had the tortoise with a smile, and it had the saying over the top that said, I may be slow. But on the back of the shirt, it was the back of the tortoise, and it said, but I'll get there. Now, my parents got me one of these shirts when I was a kid, and I love this shirt, and I wore it out. In fact, my parents got me two more copies of that shirt, and I wore them out as well. And looking back in life, I realized that this mantra is really hits home for me, and it has stuck through me in my entire life. I may be slow, but I'll get there. I may not be the rabbit, I may not be the hare, but we just keep poking along, we just keep moving along, we just don't stop, we just keep going. For a lot of business owners, things are really, really busy right now, and some things are really, really tough. And for some business owners, you wake up in the morning and you wonder why you're doing what you're doing. But sometimes, you have to be like the desert tortoise. You may be slow, but you'll get there. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Frank Miranda, the owner of Second Phase Brewery, and I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business, and we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.